that came about in 2019. First of all, let me remind for all those who listen to the audio version of the podcast, it would be much easier for you to follow if you just uh, go on YouTube or BitChute and just watch the relevant video because uh, I'm just going to quote many, many numbers and uh, you may just get confused. So to continue, I came about in 2019 of the controversial topic of uh, women DJing or female DJs in particular. So there's one side claiming claiming that there's not enough women representing represented in the dance scene. And there's another side that says that women uh, DJs are dominating the festival scene. And um, I just have to laugh because it appears that people have a short memory. Uh, I'll tell you why. So women DJing is nothing really new okay I'm just bringing here four examples of women who have been quite prominent in DJing so on the bottom left you can see DJ Rap <coughs> DJ Rap was DJing in the very beginning of the rave scene back in the 1989 1990s uh, she was known to playing um, breakbeat and hardcore, uh, very famous at the time. She's still uh, producing music as we speak. On the top right you can see Lisa Lashes, she's another British DJ. Uh, she used to DJ and have a more commercial sound. She DJed for thing for clubs like super clubs like Creamfield and Cream and Gate Crusher. On the top left you can see Miss Jax. Now Miss Jax is a Dutch DJ who pioneered the revival of acid techno um, in the mid 90s. So I, she was owner also of um, a record label called Jax Up Beats and I can't remember how much money I spent collecting vinyls of that uh, label. It was iconic. Um, and on the bottom right we have Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty is kind of the latest representative. After in after 2000, uh, she is a German DJ who used to be well known uh, for her electro pioneering the electro sound. So you see, we have four different DJs who kind of uh, had the stamp in in the relevant era and I came about them without really thinking or doing any research and this just came spontaneously to my mind but it's 2019 and as you can see female DJs um, are quite popular in the festival scene and uh, you can see here that I'm having four pictures on the top you can see Amelie Lenz then Charlotte DeWitt then Nina Kravitz and finally Peggy Goo so I wanted in this podcast to examine who's the baddest of all queens and for this I thought I want to measure their influence and to do that I took the numbers of the followers in five different media sites so we have Instagram where basically 
they portray their the DJing and and their persona and and their brand. Then we have Spotify, which is purely about music. We have Twitter, where people follow the activities. We have YouTube, where a lot of festivals and DJ sets are are well uh, broadcasted. And then you have Facebook, which is kind of a older social site. Um, but I include it because um, I think it may still be relevant in 2019. So let me start first of all with Amelie Lenz. So for those who are watching the YouTube video, um, you can see she's Belgian. She is 29 years old. Her first release, record release, was in 2016. It was uh, an EP extended play called Let It Go and you can see the uh, cover there by a German label called Second State and just a fun fact for her she gave up her work in the fashion industry in 2014 began to DJ under the name Rene earning a residency at the Labyrinth Club in Hazard, Belgium interesting stuff huh so looking at her numbers now her most popular track when you look at the Spotify list is uh, her track Follow so she has almost a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. There's about four hundred thousand listeners on Spotify, more than forty thousand Twitter followers. Her YouTube channel has ninety-five thousand subscribers, and she's doing very well in Facebook with over six hundred fifty thousand uh, followers. They're all likes. So quite quite popular, as you can see. So altogether, I put uh, the kind of follower, subscriber, whatever you want to call it, basically her, um, the herd that follows Amelie Lenz and her female power, Amazon Power, comes at 1,939,051. So almost 2 million people are following Amelie Lenz online right now, as of June 2019 in particular. I'm coming to the next one, as I promised that uh, Charlotte DeWitt, so she's a fellow compatriot of, of Amelie Lenz, she's Belgian as well, she's 27, almost the same age, her first record release was a little bit early in 2015 called Weltsmerge, in uh, an English uh, record label called Turbo, so uh, Charlotte DeWitt uh, fun fact for her, she got to perform at 2011's Tomorrowland. I never knew this. She's been around for a long time. I only discovered her, I must say, last year. Did you know that? That's That, that was interesting. So looking at her social media uh, dynamics, let me put it this way. Her most popular track is the one that's called Wisdom. She has 655,000 followers on Instagram, more than 300,000 and 10,000 followers on Spotify, more than 40,000 on Twitter. Uh, her YouTube channel has 93,000 subs and on Facebook she has more than 688,000 followers. So her female power here is 1,789,607 followers. So it is a little bit 
smaller than Amelie lens. Um, I was surprised at that. I didn't expect that. Again, these are figures as of June 2019. Let's come to the next one, who's Nina Kravitz. And Nina Kravitz is Russian, as you can see here, and she's the older of all. She is 37. Her first record release was back in 2009, called Hotter Than July, uh, in a British record label, I believe, called Naif. Now, fun fact, I couldn't find any fun facts, so I just thought that uh, it's actually not very difficult to read Russian, if you think um, about it, when you look at her name. Uh, her name is Nina, uh, you can see a H, a U, H, A. So H becomes N, and U is I, and A is A, and then K is the same, and for R you have P, uh, A for A, V for Beta, uh, and a U, and the last letter I don't recognize. But as you can see, you can learn Russian by just reading her name. You can't, you know, it's not that difficult, right? You never expected that, so it's a fun fact. Look at her social media accounts and influence wow look at this instagram she's really tearing apart the instagram i mean one million one hundred thousand spotify where her most popular track is ghetto kravitz she's doing extremely well with two hundred twenty seven thousand twitter great follower um track there with uh, hundred thirty three thousand um YouTube, she's not doing very well, 16,000 only, and I guess, Nina, listen, uh, your management should really focus on your YouTube uh, followers, I don't know what's going on there, I mean, it's like people don't want to watch her perform, or do perhaps they prepare her uh, when she performs live, and look at those Facebook followers, 1,409,000, I guess Facebook... It's the oldest medium out there, and she's been kind of the older one around. So I guess it makes sense why she has such a uh, following on, on Facebook compared to the other uh, two, or possibly three, as we'll see later on. And Facebook ties with Instagram, because Facebook um, owns Instagram. So she's hugely influential uh, to the Facebook Instagram posse. Her power, her female power, her Amazon power, 2,885,747. Amazing! She dwarfs the other two. So let's see if Peggy Goo now can make it through. So Peggy Goo, for those who don't know, uh, I must declare my bias here, she's my favorite DJ of all. Um, she recently borrowed an album out. It's a mix uh, by the series DJ Kicks. Uh, it's a must listen if you haven't. So DJ Kicks, mixed by Peggy Goo. It was this month. So she's Korean. She's 28, almost the same age as Emily Lenz and Charlotte DeWitt. Her first record release was very, very recent. It's called Art of War EP, extended play in a British label called Rikids in 2016. Fun fact. So. When I read her bio, she was born in Korea, then went to London, did some stuff, then went to Berlin, which I think she got involved with music. And uh, in February 2019, Goo launched Kirin, her own fashion label. So you can see how the female DJs are not just staying as DJs, 
but they extend their influence and that's why it's important to have influence in other areas for example fashion the fashion industry let's see some numbers so again Instagram I was surprised 800,000 followers uh, and she is the most popular among all in the Spotify area so it seems that people appreciate her music per se without anything else influencing um, the choice so more than 1,566,000 the most popular track it's called it makes you forget now Twitter is she hostile to Twitter or I don't know she doesn't have a Twitter account that's bizarre um, she, maybe, maybe Twitter is not fashionable I don't know um, YouTube equally her YouTube channel is quite small it's just over 400 no 4,000 subs and she has a decent follower following in Facebook with uh, over 350,000 followers so altogether her Amazon power XX power of 2,725,952 followers so drum roll mirror mirror on the wall who's the dankest of them all I guess you guessed it it's Nina Kravitz she has almost 3 million followers across all these social uh, and music platforms I mean this is a huge influence okay I haven't compared it to any of male DJs to see what's going on there and perhaps that'll be a topic if you guys are interested did you expect that or um, I didn't expect that to tell you the truth um, but it looks like Nina Kravitz is holding a lot of influence out there with that said that's the end of the podcast thank you very much for spending time with us and listening to this 112th episode of the post podcast uh, as you can see, you can find us on the uh, social media on um, Instagram as FreakBeats underscore EDM underscore podcast because it's just stupid. On Twitter as FreakBeats underscore cast because, again, it's stupid. But we have the regular YouTube and Facebook channels with the, our common name, FreakBeats EDM podcast. And, of course, we publish a monthly playlist that we update almost daily uh, on Spotify. You can find that as FreakBeats EDM podcast. And now, if you're traditional people and you prefer email as a mean of communication yes we do have email in 2019 it's freakbeats2016 at gmail.com uh, make sure you subscribe and, and if you like debating issues as such just uh, let us know what you fancy we're gonna keep doing things like that we're not so much into mixes as I'm not a DJ but I like more exploring uh, with a journalist approach what's happening in the dance music scene so make sure you subscribe if uh, you're on the YouTube channel uh, click the subscribe and then the bell because otherwise you won't get any notifications of the videos and it looks like we are disappearing of the face of the earth and that's all for me for now take care catch our podcast freak beat CDM podcast on all major platforms Apple podcasts and iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Subscribe so you don't miss any future episode and if you liked what you heard share with the EDM fam.
Also catch us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Freakbeat CDM Podcast and you'll find us hidden under every festival tent.